Tonight, we're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 33. Ezekiel chapter 33. In some ways, this kind of goes along with the message that I preached this morning. We talked about lifting the cross of Christ and pointing people to Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to re-preach the whole thing, but there's all these things that they need to see. They need to see that they're a sinner. They need to see that Jesus Christ, He's the only Savior. He was taking their place on that cross. And it's up to us. God has commissioned us to tell the world about that. He's commissioned us to spread the Gospel. He's given us what we need to be successful. And He's given us His Word. He has divinely preserved His Word throughout the generations. We still have the Word of God. We still have a Bible that we can use and that we can trust and that we can count on. God has given us that. He's given us His Holy Spirit that is what empowers us. It's what draws men and women to Christ. He's given us those things. We have everything we need, but He's commissioned us to be the ones to spread the Gospel. But you know, when it comes to spreading the Gospel, there's some other things too that we're supposed to make a little bit of noise about. And I want to talk about sounding... The trumpet. I've got a trumpet in my office. I thought about bringing it out here tonight. If you ever listen to Brother Pastor, uh, he's an evangelist now, Larry Brown. Uh, he likes to have a lot of audio illustrations sometimes with his message. I heard him one time he's pre- preaching a message, a great message about blowing the whistle on the wolf. And he would just talk about you know the wolves that would come into the church, and he'd give these illustrations. He's like, I'm going to blow the whistle on the wolf, and he'd blow this whistle, and all of a sudden you would hear this wolf howling, and you know it almost kind of got annoying, but he just kept doing that, and it was it was a little obnoxious, but it got your attention. I thought, man, you know, I could talk about some of these things tonight and just get going, and just every once in a while just blare that trumpet, you know, and get everybody's attention. At least he thought to keep everybody awake. But I was like, I I don't want to annoy everybody either, though. Maybe I should have done that. Uh, but uh, I won't blast the trumpet on you tonight. But in Ezekiel chapter 33, you'll see why I'm, what I'm talking about here. In verse 1, it says, Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast, and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning, his blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned, If the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. God gives a great illustration to Ezekiel. He tells them, hey, you're my watchman. In the cities, they would, he said, they set up watchmen. They have somebody. Their responsibility is to stay up there at night and watch in case an army comes. They don't want to be surprised. They don't want to catch them, uh, let the enemy catch them unprepared. And so we've got a guy that's on the on the wall. He's there with that trumpet ready to go. He knows how to use it, and he's 
he's got a signal. He's got some. Uh, you know, back in the cavalry, they used to have them buglers in there, and they had all different things that they would, uh, I guess, tunes that they would blow that meant different things. And it was a way to get the word out to everybody to make sure they were ready to make sure that they were prepared. And God says that whoever that watchman is, his responsibility is to blow the trumpet and to get the warning out there to just let people know. It is not his responsibility, however, to make people do what they need to do. It's not his responsibility to get those people to uh, to take cover or to get their weapons ready. It's just his responsibility to make the noise. And if they get overtaken, if they don't listen to the warning and something happens, it's their own fault. It's that the he fulfilled his responsibility. But if he doesn't sound the trumpet, and those people are overtaken, their blood is required in his hand. And boy, that and he then he tells Ezekiel, "I've set you as a watchman." And you know these Old Testament prophets that we read about, they really had a very difficult job. I mean, most of the time when these guys would go and blow the trumpet, many times they would get thrown in prison. Because the kings, they were wicked and they didn't like what they were hearing. They would be persecuted. They would be, sometimes they would even be killed because all they did was blow the trumpet. And they didn't like hearing these warnings. They didn't like hearing the fact that judgment was about to come. They didn't want to hear those things. And you know what? Sometimes that happens with us as watchmen. We blow the trumpet at things and people don't want to hear it. And I've been there before where all I did was blow the trumpet. And people get mad. Maybe they'll make fun of you. Maybe they'll you know, get angry at you and yell at you. I mean, who knows? But you know what? That's when I just have to say, you know, I've got to do my job. I believe every one of us in here that are saved today, God has set us as watchmen, like Ezekiel. And there's some things that I believe that we need to sound the trumpet at today. Some things that we need to make a little noise about today. Alright, I'm not talking about, you know, Going out in the streets and carrying signs and protesting, even though, you know what? It's probably better than nothing. It's probably better than nothing. But there are some things that we somebody needs to speak out against today. And for example, one of those is sin. Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death. We should not be ashamed to blow, blast the trumpet and speak out against sin and the destructive results of sin. You know, so much of what's going on in the world today, and even here in America, it's because people have just they've shut their mouths about things. They've quit speaking against stuff. They've just backed off and they've gotten into a corner and have been quiet. I was watching an interview one time. It was an old interview with Rod Serling. Who Anybody know who Rod Serling is? The Twilight Zone. Uh, he, he was the guy that, that did those. I, I always enjoyed the Twilight Zone. But you know, Rod Serling, that guy, he was pretty wicked. Uh, I mean, he had a very twisted mindset. He did not believe in God. And I was listening to an interview with him, and he did not like he did not like Christians. In fact, in a lot of his shows, you can kind of see comparisons. He would you know he would never just go flat out bash the Christians, but it was kind of. You know, symbolic. And there are some episodes that's very clear who he's targeting. But I was listening to this interview and he kept talking about those 
religious people in the South. I guess there was many stations uh, down south that would not air his shows because they were down south in the Bible Belt. They were, they took some strong stands on things. They spoke out against things all the time. They were constantly blowing the trumpet on these things. They saw right through a lot of that stuff. And he hated these people. He couldn't stand them. I couldn't believe how many times I heard him refer to those religious people in the south. In the Bible Belt. You know what? Those people made a lot of noise at certain sins. And they stopped a lot of things. There are still places down south. I mean, it is still pretty common in a lot of places down south where they have dry counties that they are not allowed to sell alcohol. I remember when I went to Arkansas one time and my uncle was talking about that. I'm like, what? They don't have alcohol? You're not, they're not allowed to sell alcohol in this town? And sure enough, they if you go if you go there, I think they might have changed it now. Unfortunately, they're kind of slipping. But I remember we were there one time and we went to an Applebee's that had no alcohol. And an Applebee's. I mean, restaurants that around here all have bars in them. Down there, there's no alcohol. You can go there and eat at these places and not have to worry about some drunk getting out of hand. About watching somebody drink and have to explain things to your kids. I I don't want to be around that stuff. I don't want to watch people do destructive things to themselves. And my uncle was talking about it one time, and he was he was talking to uh, one of the people in the city. I don't know if it was a mayor or whatever. And this individual wasn't saved, and he was, he had made the comment that somebody was wanting to get alcohol in there where they could sell it, and he said, "I don't know if we'll ever be able to do it because of them Baptists." And I thought, man, I got jealous. I'm thinking, why isn't it like that up here? And I, I, I mean, there, there's been several places down that I've been to where they are not allowed to sell alcohol. Some places, I remember in southern Illinois, we were in a town in Illinois, southern Illinois, and it, we were traveling through and we stopped at this gas station and they had these signs up, no alcohol sales on Sunday. And I thought, in Illinois? There's still some places like that in Illinois. And you know what? That's disappearing fast because people have quit blowing the trumpet. I know of another area in Arkansas, a pastor in a small town there. It's a dry county. There's They were not allowed to sell alcohol there, but they're starting to... There are these little loopholes and things they're finding. A lot of restaurants are starting to get to where they can sell alcohol. And one of the pastors there, he's like, man, we got to take a stand against this. You know, we need to, you know, tell our people, don't go to this place if they're going to be doing that. And he talked to some of the other pastors of Baptist church. They got a lot of Baptist churches in those areas. And you know what? They just they didn't want to mess with it. They didn't want to say anything. They didn't want to speak out against it. And I thought, what a shame. We've got to sound the trumpet and sin. We need to make some noise. About that, we need to point out the fact that it is wrong. You know how much wickedness goes on that when people find out that you don't do that kind of thing, they look at you like you're from another planet. And it's like, you know, there was a time not that long ago when most people felt this way. When this, this, our way of life was pretty much normal. But somewhere along the lines, people got quiet. 
People just they quit wanting to speak out against it, and it just came in and take over. And you know, I want to go to these churches sometimes where these pastors are saying they can't get their people to take a stand against this stuff. They're just compromising. They're not drinking, but they're still going and supporting these places. And I just want to go down and say, listen, folks, you all need to come up to Illinois for a while. Why don't you all come up to my area and look at what's what it's like in our towns. Look at the nasty liquor stores that are all over the place. You know, look at the lives that are being destroyed by this stuff. Look at these restaurants where you'd like to be able to just go and have a nice meal with your family, but you got to worry about being around people drinking. Is this what you want for your town? Because if you keep your mouth shut about it, it will be that before long. And we've got to make sure... We sound the trumpet. It said, I'm not talking about just going around and picking on people and trying to be judgmental and act like we're better than you. I'm not talking about going up to somebody and just saying, you know, I can't believe you do that. I can't believe. But I'm talking, you know, one of the ways that we can speak really loud when it comes to sin is just by not doing it ourselves. It's amazing how quick people will pick up on the things that we don't do even when we don't say anything. I've already in my new job I've had people that have commented on they've know they've picked up already that I don't cuss. I mean is it that abnormal that to not hear a cuss word come out of somebody's mouth, you know, in a few hour period? Does everybody do it that much that when somebody just doesn't cuss, they figure out, hey, he must have a problem with this. How, how, why is that? And you know, many people, they're so scared of somebody noticing that they're a Christian, they will do like Peter. When he was getting put out, hey, aren't you a follower of Christ? And he began to curse. You know why? Because Christians don't do that. At least not one who's following Christ. Not one who's, that's not what one. Uh, that's not how you act like a Christian. And you know what? That girl, a couple times, she said, "No, you were with him." But when he cursed, she left him alone. Oh, okay. He's not one of them. Did you hear what he just said? And one of the ways that we can sound the trumpet at sin is just by not participating in all the foolishness and all the wickedness that's going on in this world. I mean, just by you know, oh, hey. Did you see the last episode of whatever? I I don't even know what that is. I was somebody there. Somebody was talking about some music groups the other day, and they were like, "Yeah, this this person is there." And it's like, and I just kind of had this look on my face, like I had no idea who they were talking about. It's like, you know who that is? No, actually, I don't. And they're naming off all these celebrities that were at this at this event. And I, I didn't know who any of these people were, and I'm and they're just they're looking at me like, do you live under a rock or something? And you know what? I didn't say one word against those things, but they figure out that you know yeah, there is a lot of junk on there. This guy is religious; he's probably against that. And we can I tell you, we can speak pretty loud just by what we don't do and what we don't get involved in. And we we need to sound the trumpet. We need to make we need to make some noise. Also, we need to sound the trumpet at false religions. Matthew chapter seven verse fifteen says, "Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves." Now, listen. I know 
we live in a society where we're all supposed to, you know, respect everybody's opinions and respect everybody's beliefs. But you know what? I don't have to just sit around and watch somebody lie to someone else. I don't have to do that. You would think I was a terrible person if maybe you were talking to a salesman and I'm right there and I know that guy's lying to you. I know he's trying to trip you off, uh, rip you off. I know he's trying to cheat you, but it's none of my business. Hey, if I'm a friend of yours, don't I have a responsibility to say something? Don't I have a responsibility to let you know? I, man, I ought to say something. I ought to speak up against that. I'm not talking about being obnoxious. I, some, some preachers, boy, they're obnoxious with that stuff. I heard one preacher telling a story one time. He said that there were the, he saw these Jehovah's Witnesses. They were going around and they were passing up some of their literature in a parking lot. And he just started following them around yelling, They're a cult! They're a cult! And just, uh, I mean, to freak those guys out. And, you know, they try to get out of there. And he's like, Hey, these guys, they were a cult! They were trying to spread a false doctrine. They were trying to deceive people. I had to warn them. I don't know if you got to go that far, but you know what? I think it's probably better than doing nothing. And we, we, need, to, we need to sound the trumpet at it. Listen, if there, there's things that are. There's, Guys out there that are getting really popular on television that are preaching things that I'm hearing repeated all the time by people. It's like they, these guys are saying it so much. Some of the, you know, Joel Osteenisms and Rick Warrenisms and things like that that are just you hear coming out of people's mouths all the time. And you know, if I hear somebody repeating that, I'm just, you know, I just have to say, hey, listen to what the Bible says. About that, I'm going to point it out. There's people out there that are just out there to get your money. They're out there just to get popular, to sell books or whatever. And we're going to speak out against those things. So I'm not trying. I'm not trying to pick on people. I'm not trying to pick on other religions. But there are just some blatant, destructive lies that are deceiving many. And you know, we're going to we're going to go and look at what the Bible says about those things. And it's it might sound like we're being kind of mean to other people. And we're not. But the truth is, it would be wrong for us to do nothing. It would be wrong for us to say nothing. Jesus, He warned the people. He said, hey, beware of these people. Beware. Be wary. Be watching for them. Be careful. They wear sheep's clothing. They look nice. But boy, on the inside, there's something else. They're ravening wolves. You need to know what they are. They can be destructive. They can they'll destroy churches. They'll destroy families. And I'm telling, and they can be in any religion too. There's some of these guys in Baptist churches out there, and we got to watch out for them. And boy, if you know who they are, a lot of people don't. And I mean, so I'm not talking about going spreading gossip. Boy, that's another subject right there. Don't ever go around accusing somebody of something falsely. That will get you in so much trouble with God. But let me tell you, when you got somebody that's speaking totally contrary to what the Word of God says, we don't have to put up with that. It's okay to warn people about that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell my kids. I'm going to teach them. Hey, this is what they believe. This is what they're teaching. You know, we're not going to participate. In their services, we're not going to get involved. We're not. Our church is not going to join up with theirs. We're not going to get involved. We're not going to be unequally yoked 
It's a false religion. There's false teachers. Romans chapter 1, verse 21 says, "...because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of an uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Notice that you know an uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man. You know it's amazing the way some of these groups try to portray Jesus, and it's like they try to bring him down and just put ideas in people's heads about God and about Christ that are just absolutely false. And these people too, the sickening thing about it is they pretend that they're the smart ones. They go around talking like, hey, we are the wise crowd. You people are just the simple, ignorant, foolish crowd. And the Bible says that those people that are promoting their wisdom, they've become fools. And they're they're teaching things that are wrong. And I'm telling you, there there are just some groups out there that we've got we've gotta you gotta watch out for them. That we've got to take stands against. And we've got we've got to speak the truth. And as a pastor, I'm definitely going to warn the people that come to this church. I'm not going to pretend that you know what they're teaching is okay, and you're going to be fine there. If somebody's you know trying to get to heaven, and they're thinking that they've got to do communion and mass and confession to get there, if that's what they've been taught, I'm going to I'm going to tell them that's not true. This is what the Bible says. I've done that many times with people, and I try to be polite as I can about it. You know, I don't, I don't go and tell somebody, "Hey, your religion is stupid. Your religion's full of the devil." But I'll tell them, "Listen, that's not true. This is what the Bible says." I just in the last couple of weeks, I've talked to a couple of individuals that were from a false religion, and I didn't bash, bash their religion, but I said, I, "You know what I did I, when they when they asked about certain." Teachings that they have, I just told them. I said, "Yes, just real quick." I said, "Yeah, that's not true at all." I said, "That doesn't even resemble what's in the Bible." And then I told them what the Bible says about those subjects. So that's bashing their religion. No, I was telling them what the Bible says. I was correcting an error. I was doing it in a polite way. And that's what we've we've got to we've got to do those things. We need to sound the trumpet. At the soldiers of Satan, go to First Timothy chapter four, verse one. First Timothy chapter four, verse one. Because I want to talk a little bit about what we're kind of going up against today, because I'm telling you, people like us, preachers like me, we are sounding more and more weird every day. What comes from the pulpit here, it used to be completely normal in just about any church. In most religions, and I tell you, the folks they've been visiting the last couple of weeks, they were here this morning, and you know they were they were talking about the sermon this morning, you know, saying how they appreciate it, enjoyed it, and and one said he's like, boy, you you don't really beat around the bush, do you? And I said, well, I said I figure, you know, this is what the Bible says. I might as well make sure when the people leave here, they're not trying to figure out what I was trying to tell them. Just might as well. Might as well be straightforward. I'm not, you know, we don't need to be vague. We don't need to talk in riddles. Just say, hey, this is this is what the Bible says, and be confident about it. 
But you know what? We've got we've got some other people out there that are speaking to others a lot more than we are. And First Timothy chapter four verse one it says, "Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, I believe we're in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils." Okay, there are. I mean, there's devilish doctrine. We see that right here in the Bible. There are doctrines of devils. Where do you find the doctrines of devils? Okay, well, is it in the Satanic Bible? I'm sure some of it's in there, but you know, that was written by some weirdo. Okay? Uh, I don't think Satan necessarily inspired that book. <laughs> uh, but there are doctrines of devils. There are teachings out there that they're not from God. They are from devils. They are demonic. What are those? I think you can just put anything that is contrary to the Word of God in that group, in that doctrine. Doctrines of devils. It says, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. And you say, now how can people just lie like that? How could, you know, they, they, look how sincere they are. Look how passionate they are about this. They can't possibly be lying. I couldn't lie to somebody like that. I couldn't do that straight face like that. Well, they can't. Their conscience are seared. You know, there's things that you could do to your skin, you know, it's pretty sensitive to different things like fire stuff. But you know, you burn it enough, it can get to where it really has no feeling anymore. To where you could stick it probably on some fire and you wouldn't even really feel it. There's people like that. I knew a guy one time. I don't know what it was exactly that was wrong with him, but he he didn't have any. He could use his fingers, but he didn't really have any feeling in in them. And he told he he said that he can stick five fingers in five mouse traps, and it doesn't hurt him. Good night. <laughs> and he said he even proved it one time. He told some guys he could do it. They didn't believe him. He did it. Didn't even flinch. And uh, and you know what? There's people that are like that. I mean, they can lie to your face. They will do it with a smile. I mean, boy, I, I, I watch the news media sometime. And whenever I, I was watching, I, I know Fox News. They're supposed to be the good one, but I'm sorry, uh, they're they're still wicked too. And I'm watching one of these guys on there, and they're talking about something, and and just you know the way they laugh. He's he's kind of laughing about it and just being all arrogant and. I'm thinking, you know, boy, you are just scum. You are scum. How can you just lie like that on camera to millions of people and laugh about it? I think if I got up and I laugh and I lied to that many people like that, I think I'd have to go throw up afterwards. I, I, I hope I couldn't do that. But these people, they do it every single day. I mean, I'm, I'm going to blow the trumpet on some of them. I mean, people like uh, Chris Matthews. I mean, that guy, oh, I wish I had my trumpet right now. I'd blast it right now. I mean, that guy, he is just a liar, and he's so loud about it, too. And, and well, the one guy they kicked off NBC, I think he's doing sports now. And uh, how he was, uh, oh, man, his name escapes me. Oh, I couldn't stand that guy. I can see his face, but I cannot think of his name. You'll have to ask me after church, I'll probably tell you, but this guy, he was such a loud mouth. And just, you know, Rachel Maddow, pretty much anybody from NBC. I mean, I just, boy, 
And, you know, if I ever, I ever see them on TV, I just want to throw a brick through it. I don't like that. I don't have cable or satellite or anything, and I'm not going to until they get it where I can make sure I don't get those stations. I don't want to give them one cent of my money. I just not one cent. I have people call me all the time. Hey, we want to be your new cable provider, and and I was like, oh great, that's awesome. And they're like, who do you have right now? And I said, I don't have anybody. Nothing, really. And they they get all and then they get all excited. Think, oh, this guy doesn't have any cable provider or anything. He's going to be an easy sell. And I always talk to him like, hey, I am ready. I'm ready to get service. And I always tell him, say, yeah. I, um, it's like, well, how much is your package where I can pick my own channels? Oh, well, we don't have that one. We don't have anything like that. It's like, oh, really? Oh, uh, well, that's the only thing I'm going to get. Oh, but nobody has that, you know. We can, you know, we have the. You can do things. We can block out channels, and I tell, I tell them every time. I said, "Listen, I'm not giving one cent to MSNBC, MTV. I'll, I'll name off some of these. I'll name off some of these stations. As soon as you get a package where I can pick my own channels, call me up. Oh, well, I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon. Well, then, then I guess I don't need TV. So, what, what are you going to use? I mean, how, how are you going to watch? And I just, you know, there's not much on worth watching anyway. I don't think I'm really missing too much. And I, I don't, I don't want to give these people money. They're, they're garbage. They're liars. That, the Hollywood crowd. I mean, it just, it blows my mind how much news some of these people could make because of a tweet that they did about something political. And it's like, do people? really look at these people as an authority on politics. These are people that get paid millions of dollars to do lewd, vile behavior in front of a camera. That's how they make millions of dollars. I mean, some of these these actors and actresses that Christian people get all excited about and, I mean, idolize. I mean, you just look at some of the junk that they have done in front of cameras to get where they are. Just disgusting things. And people are following what they're doing. They do their hair a certain way. Everybody else does their hair a certain way. They wear a certain outfit. Other people wear the same thing. The rock music crowd. Or what some Christians like to play around with. The you know the country music. That's supposed to be okay. I mean, those people are wicked too. You listen to stuff they sing about? I mean, they're always singing about getting drunk. They're always singing about committing adultery and fornication. And you, that's okay. You're gonna get. You're gonna cram that stuff down in your head in your head all day long. Listen, that's that's wicked stuff. We were at work. You know, they play music over the loudspeakers, and I hate it. And some of, one of the managers was talking about that, and I, I just told him, I was real nice about. It. I said, Yeah, I. I hate that music. It's like I really don't like. You know what about what about country? I hate country music too. (laughs) And well, what music do you like? I don't think you guys would want to play the music that I like. It probably it probably wouldn't be real popular. Thankfully, where I work, it's pretty loud in there, and you don't have to listen to that garbage. But uh, I, I don't. It's it's wicked. The clothing designers, the messages that they're trying to send. I'm telling you, some of these, most of these clothing designers are pretty wicked people. Look up some of the names of these people that everybody's wanting to wear their clothes, 
And look at what these people stand for. Look at what they're trying to promote. And I mean, look at what they have done over the years to just promote not wearing clothes. You know, you think you know, it's amazing how many clothing companies advertise their clothes with people hardly wearing any clothes. That doesn't make sense. But you know what they're trying? They're promoting immorality. They're promoting nudity and nakedness. And I'm gonna blow the whistle on that stuff. I'm blow, sound the trumpet against. I'm going to sound the trumpet against the news media. You can't trust them. They're not fair and balanced. They have agendas. These people, they get a lot of funding and money from some wicked groups and they are not going to tell the complete truth. They are not going to be objective. These people clearly have agendas and people listen to that stuff as absolute fact. I mean, it's amazing how many things are just crystal clear. I mean, fact. But the news media is promoting certain things and then you go and tell them the truth about it and they look at you like you were some kind of nut. And sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow the trumpet on those people. I'm gonna blow the trumpet, sound the trumpet against some of these politicians. Oh well they're a governor, they're a president, they're a senator, they they wouldn't lie. They've got the best intentions in mind. They're trying their best. No, they're not, they're power crazy. They're they're wicked. Many of these people, the way they get to where they're where they're at, they have to get funding. A lot of it. You and I, okay, I, I could not ever make it very far in politics because I don't have the money for it. I it just, I haven't got it there. And most of the organizations that contribute large amounts of money so these people can get their name out there, so they can do uh, what they need to do to get them elected, are some wicked, wicked groups that are not. I'm not compromising with. I'm not going to do it. I mean, you ought to look up and see who some of these people's donors are. And you wonder why they govern the way they do. You wonder why they make some of the decisions that they do because there are people behind them that are just flat out wicked. And we've got to start pointing those things out to people. We can't be embarrassed about this stuff. We've got to, we've got to go ahead and speak the truth even when people don't want to hear it, even when they don't like it. But as Christians, we're not supposed to just sound the trumpet, and be negative against everything. There are people out there that they are just against everything, but yet, I mean, they're against all the politicians. It's like, well, okay, who are you for? I'm against them all. Hey, let me, but where do you stand? What do you stand for? What is the right thing? What is it that we need? And they can't give you an answer on that. And we can't just always be negative. We need to sound the trumpet in favor of the Word of God. We need to start sounding the trumpet and promoting godliness. Start promoting the teachings of the Word of God and the things that God has told us to do. We've got, we've got to start speaking in favor of that. We need to start speaking in favor of attending the house of God. One of the ways we can do that is by doing it ourselves. By setting the example. We need to speak out in favor of holy living. And another way we can do that is by doing it ourselves and living it and being the example. Showing people how it's done. Show people how to have a good marriage. Show people how to raise children the right way. Show people how to do it. Be the example. Listen, they're not going to get it from the news media. They are not going to get it from Hollywood. You know, it's amazing how many parents, when they talk about the problems that they're having with their kids, the way they deal with it is identical to the way parents deal with things on television. I mean, when was the last and when was the last time you watched a television show 
where they even discuss corporal punishment. <laughs> they don't do that. I mean, I think on Leave it to Beaver, they talked about it a couple times way back then, but I don't think he ever actually did it. I think on Andy Griffith one time, Opie got a whooping. I remember, I remember that episode. And uh, but you know, it's probably been that long since that's even been discussed on television. And now there's just this foolishness. You know, your parents. Oh, you, know, you just got to let your kids do whatever. You got to let them sow their wild oats. You got to let them make their mistakes. Yeah, I'm not going to let my kids be stupid. And I, I, I'm, and we got to let them make some decisions and things. But there's just some stuff. Hey, it's not going to happen. They're just kids. Why would they understand all of these things? They're not going to understand that. That's up to mom and dad to just hey to protect them from those things and to say no and to warn them. And we've got we've got to show the world how it's done. People look at me all the time at work. I've already gotten a lot of this. Five kids, five, and another one coming. I mean, boy, it's hilarious just the response I get. Because we've got five kids and another one coming. Are you crazy? And you know what? People they people watch. And somebody's got to show them how it's done. Listen, I, I, I take my kids out in public, and people notice how well behaved they are. And they you know they have relapses every now and then. My kids aren't perfect. But listen, they, they notice those things. And you know what? That's fine because I'm just trying to do what the Word of God says to do. And hopefully maybe some people will take notice. And we were in, we were in Wendy's one time and our kids are sitting there they're all being good. And there was a sleigh there. She had about two kids and they were just out of control making a lot of noise. And she just said to, said to her daughter, it's like, it's like, you need to behave. I mean, look, at the, look at these other kids. They're all sitting there being good and Allie was there and Allie was probably about a year younger than her. She said, look at her. She's even being sitting there being good. And Allie just Allie looked right at that lady and says, "She's being bad." <laughs> it's like she she noticed it, you know. She's like all shocked because, and you know what? Chances are I'm stereotyping that lady. She probably does everything that society says to do to raise your kids. She's done. She's doing what everybody else is doing that doesn't work. And if people were wise, they would take note when they see. I mean. You know, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about the Menez kids, teenagers that are not quite like the teenagers and there's other teenagers in their school. There's a diff- there's there's a pretty big difference there. People be wise to take notice of that and ask questions. And somebody's got to set the example, and that's got to be us. Somebody's got to make some noise and sound the trumpet, and that needs to be us. We are the watchmen. Nobody wants their kids to turn out bad. Nobody wants their life to fall apart. But if they continue doing, if they continue following these doctrines of devils that are being, I mean, just 24 7 coming across the television, that is exactly what's going to happen. Somebody's got to blow the trumpet against that stuff so they can at least hear the truth. Well, they're probably not going to listen. Well, then your hands are clean. You've done your part. But boy, if we don't do anything, then the Bible says the blood is on our hands. So let's do our best to sound the trumpets. Let's all stand together tonight.